Hey guys, welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast. I don't know why I'm singing that, but apparently I'm singing that. Uh, it's been a, it's, it's been a few, it's, it's been a, an eventful, beautiful few weeks and just wanted to take a second and thank you all for the messages and the support and the interaction on my social media pages and uh, all of the things, the text messages, everything. Um, it has been, it's been really, really cool to one, hear your stories and, uh, Two, I think it's been just, it's nice to know that you're not alone in some of the ways that you're feeling, especially when you step away from an MLM and you've spent so much time. And so today, I'm just going to share with you guys some of the things that I have noticed in the last few weeks that have really got my attention as far as healing. So I think one of the main things, or one of the first things was when somebody actually asked me on a social media post about a human about my human design business I actually had to stop myself for a second because I am I I have been so programmed to not put my information out there to not answer like what company it is or what's it all about and part of that I think is to control if somebody's had a ne- negative experience with like an MLM product or a company, I think that the reason that they do that is because they're trying to control that through the DMs, through the instant messaging, through the, you know, they don't want it on their social media platform for everybody to see because a lot of the people that are in MLM or anybody that's building a social media business typically has a public profile. So I had to stop myself. Somebody responded to asking what my what my business was, what human design was. And it took me a second and that was when I realized, whoa, wow, I this is an area that I need to focus on because it's okay for me to talk publicly on, in the comments of my post about human design, about my business, about the cost, about all of the things that they get when they choose to work with me because... I don't have anything to hide. Am I for everybody? No, and that's okay. Is human design for everybody? No, there's some people that are just, that's not their vibe and that's okay. But when I post or comment publicly, when somebody asks me what my business is, it answers the questions for other people. And that is a beautiful thing because there are some people that just want to watch for a little bit. But I think that was probably one of the first things that I really had to like stop, pay attention and go, hang on a second. Why am I doing this? One of the other things that has come up, and part of this is because I really did kind of step away from the big team that I was on last year, the beginning of last year, and I think it was the end of March actually of last year. And so I've been doing a lot of healing since then, and I've been doing a lot of evaluating and why do I do certain things or why do I think this way? And uh, hustle culture, grind culture. Today I took a nap. I know that might sound, for some of you, maybe that have never been in an MLM, (laughs) 
that might sound like, okay, well, good, you took a nap. But for those of us that have been in an MLM and have felt the guilt of not constantly working. And by the way, the really interesting thing that I have learned about myself is that my root center in human design is completely open. So what does that mean? Any open centers, yes, we're going to talk about human design. Any open centers that you have, an open center is a white shape instead of being colored in. So that basically means that I am sensitive to energy, specifically in the root center. The root center is about grounding. Um, I'll explain that here in a second. But anyways, mine is white, meaning I'm sensitive to energy. So everything in human design is either you are expressing energy and influencing others, or you are receiving energy and amplifying and, and working together with other people kind of thing, energetically, right? And so when you have an open center, the channels that are around it are totally white. And when you have white centers within human design, I always tell my clients that is the first area that you focus on healing. Because you don't have the protective barriers when it comes to human design and when it comes to these, these undefined or open centers. What do I mean by that? Well, when you have somebody that has a defined center, they are expressing energy. They are influencing people around them with their, their set way of operating within these different energy centers. So somebody that is undefined is sensitive to picking up on conditioning. And this could be, you know, romantic partners, friends, family, coworkers, strangers, social media, you know, whatever you are listening to or, or allowing, this is going to sound crazy, but whatever you're subjecting your spirit to, you can be sensitive to that. And so there's a certain amount of filtering through healing that you have to do in order to figure out, well, this does belong to me or no, that's definitely not me. And for me, my root center is open. And in this area is kind of the, the fight versus flight response, the constantly being behind that whole hustle culture, in my opinion, lives in this root center. And because it was open, I was adapting what maybe some of the people that I was previously working with had a defined root center and that constant grind. For some people, they can do that and that's okay. I am a generator. I can't do that. I can't just keep going and going and going. And so today, taking a nap or taking a nap in the last year or so is a big deal because I had to work through that feeling of waking up and going, oh my God, I am so behind oh my God, what do I do? And that just panic, stomach ache, ugh, that I had to, to really work through along with the guilt. But here's what I've learned in that specific area. Because I'm a generator, because I've taken this time to heal, and I don't think there's a finish line when it comes to healing. I think that you are constantly you know, discovering wounds that need to be healed. This is just an example of one of the areas that I've really been focusing on. Is it complete? No. But being able to take that nap without feeling guilt, because I no longer am subscribed, if you will, to that, that grind culture, that hustle culture, because it's not how I'm meant to operate, actually helps me to be more productive. So I have learned to work with my energetic bursts, with my creative ideas that pop up I've learned to work with that and when my body and my soul is telling me that I'm tired I take that rest 
And because I take the time to rest, I'm regenerating the energy that I need to move forward. So for those of you that are generators, listen to what I'm saying here. Take the time to pause when you feel like you need to pause. You're not going to get behind. In fact, you're going to be two steps ahead. And things for a generator typically happen a little bit simpler. I don't want to say easier, but simpler when you really start to work with your energetic cycles, I guess is the best way to put that. Uh, So there's that. That was another area of healing. And you know what? Let's take a break real quick. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. All right. So one of the other areas that I have really been shown as far as needing to heal is looking at my calendar and understanding that I don't have to be packed with something every second of my day. When I look back at some of the, I don't know what I want to call it, but when I look back and I think about how I would just move through my day And there were times that I would get up at, you know, or periods of time where I would get up at 5 a.m. and I'd be working out at 5 a.m. and, you know, doing all of these things so that I had more time to work. But that work really looked like just mass messaging people. And, you know, it just goes against everything in my human design. I'm not meant to be the one to inform. That's a manifester. I am meant to respond. So... I am meant to answer questions when people come to me. And so when I was messaging all of these people and I was getting up and I, every minute, like I was getting up at 5 a.m. and I was working out and it was just, I'm sure it was really inspiring to watch. But now when I look back, I realize how exhausted I really was. And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of fear-based management that happens within the MLM community specifically if you are not accounting for every second of your day, whether it's personal development or, uh, you know, you should be listening to personal development in the car. Well, what if I just like want to jam out and vibe out to some of my favorite music and shake my booty while I'm driving my car to the gym or whatever? That's a beautiful thing too. We need that for ourselves. But there's been so much noise in the past for me with filling up the time with stuff. And I, I've learned that there's this really beautiful stillness. And in that stillness, rather than filling it up with more noise or filling up my calendar, you know, I remember I went to this training and they, the person speaking was like, show me your calendar and I'll show you how successful you are. And I'm like, okay, you know what? <laughs> 
I'm not showing you my calendar, number one. And number two, it's none of your business what I'm doing on a daily basis because this is my business. We'll talk about that here in a second. Anyways, I think that there is this beautiful stillness where creativity lies, where healing lies, where relationships can form, where you get to be yourself And ideas and stuff is going to come up in a way that if you were constantly filling your day with noise, podcasts, by the way, thanks for listening to this. And I hope that this, I hope you're feeling called to listen to this versus, okay, this is part of my personal development every morning. Please stop that. Please stop. Listen to what you're called to when you want to in your free time. (laughs) I'm going to get off my soapbox with that. But find stillness in your day. Don't let the fear-based management of filling up every second of your day with something prevent you from just sitting quietly. Like, this might sound crazy, but I'm really trying to work on better sound when it comes to my podcast. And so if, like, I would love feedback on what you think of this sound. Uh, I'm sitting in my closet and I'm sitting quietly and sitting with my legs crossed and it's almost kind of like in a meditation pose and I'm just sitting here flowing and letting things come out of me that have been very very present for the last two weeks especially but over my 13 and a half years in MLM and there's something beautiful about this I don't have any notes I might be all over the place But I'm just sharing my journey in the hopes that you realize that you're not alone. So if you are being pressured to fill up your calendar, if you are being pressured to, you know, get up at 5 a.m. and, you know, do all of this stuff and it doesn't feel right to you, then it doesn't feel right to you. And that's okay. The other thing that has been really, really apparent with healing that that needed to happen for for me is I started to think about and I did a poll in my TikTok so if you haven't seen it go and vote I'm just curious uh but today as I started to think about this pod this podcast and what I wanted to talk about and let me just say this is this is about my journey this is not to shade any of my former leaders or anything like that it's me sharing my truth but when I look back 13 and a half years, six companies, six leaders, I noticed that there are some very similar traits. And I noticed even with my ex-husband, it started, you know, when I was 19, that there are lots of common traits. And when I really started to pay attention, when I really started to look at the patterns, I feel And I'm not a professional. I'm not diagnosing anybody. But I feel like there are lots of narcissistic type traits that I have dealt with. And maybe that's because I am an empath. Could be. But then it got me thinking. Well, the top percentage, the top income earners, and this this is not a blanket statement. This is a question. Because this is what I started asking myself today. But the top leaders in MLM, 
that group. I just wonder if there are narcissists in that group, if they're, if it's really, how do I want to word this? A breeding ground, if you will, for narcissistic traits. I just keep hearing the word like grooming and I don't know where that is coming from, but I'm just, I'm just wondering because when I look back at the leaders that I've had over time, there are definitely some similar traits. And again, I'm not diagnosing anybody. I'm just, again, sharing my truth, asking the question. And I'm just curious what you guys think, because I definitely can see some of the same traits. And when you look at the percentages, and by the way, if you're in an MLM right now, and you've been quietly listening for a while, or you've been following me for a long time, I want to encourage you to look up your company and look up income disclosure. Whatever your company is, income disclosure. That's actually where I started. And what I realized was I, th- I think that I'm, I was in like the top 0.36% or something like that. And I realized that I was at the top of my pyramid. So our team, I could never help them make more money. I could help them grow on social media. I could help them develop their brand, but I could never get them to make more money together as a partner. And that was when things started to click for me that I was like, I got to get out of this because it didn't matter what I did. And I talked about this on my previous podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're like, whoa, I want to hear more about that, go back after this and you can listen to it. But I realized I was at the the top of, of the pyramid. I was in a pyramid per se. And all I ever wanted was to help people make more money. I wanted people to make the money that I was making. And it didn't matter what programs I put in place or how many coaching calls I did or any of those things, I could never get them to make more money. And I think that was the most frustrating part for me was understanding that it's really a system that is designed for people to fail. So if I'm, you know, if there's, I think the average is like 96% or 99% or something like that of people that that fail in MLM. And it's not you, it's the formula. The formula is the problem. So anyways, <sighs> yeah. I just wonder if it is a breeding grounds. And again, I'm not saying that all top leaders in MLM are narcissists. There are, there are good people in MLM. I know that. I've met a lot of really great people. But I'm just looking at the patterns and I'm wondering, you know, I was wondering, <laughs> was why the unhealed version of myself was attracting these narcissistic type traits. And what I've come up with is, one, boundaries. Two, I'm very trusting. So if somebody was saying, hey, this is what you need to do. You need to go live every day in order for you to build a business. And you need to do coaching Zooms and you just need to go, 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 go. Then I was going to do it. Because I was watching somebody that was that I felt over 13 and a half years, six different companies telling me this is how you're successful. Well, you got to do more parties or you've got to do, um, you know, more in-person events or you've got to do this or you've got to do that. And I was like, okay, this is what somebody that is successful uh, is telling me to do. But at the end of the day, I just wonder if those people know, some of them, if they know that 
nobody is ever going to surpass them because mathematically it's impossible. So I don't know. That's just my thought. You guys let me know what you think. Go vote on my poll on TikTok. You can message me on Instagram, in my text community, you know, all of those things. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. I think last but not least, I had this cool moment last night. It's probably not my stories anymore by the time you guys hear this, but um, I started a future board at the beginning of the year. And I think that's pretty common in MLM is to have goals, um, things that you want to achieve. Maybe it's, I remember I wanted to travel by private jet. Now I could really care less. Um, I remember, you know, wanting the Range Rover. I got the Range Rover and I'm so grateful and I love it and I'm still driving it and my human design business is more than paying for it and I'm not stressed about it. Because, by the way, when you step into that blind faith, the universe always provides. And so I took that step and I don't have to worry about it. So my human design business is paying for that and that's a really cool thing. I'm so grateful. But... On this future board, I have all of these different things and it's hanging up. And if you see any of my videos, you could probably see it kind of in the background. And there, I had this thought yesterday and I was like, man, I need to, I need to look through that because I've just been so in flow and doing my own thing and, you know, working with my human design clients. And by the way, I think I'm up to like 60 people that I have helped with human design. And I think that that is absolutely bananas. (laughs) And again, I'm so grateful and it's so exciting every report that I put together. But last night I was like, okay, I'm going to go look at this. And I literally just starting, started crossing things off that have happened. And they didn't happen in the way that I thought they would. Like I thought it was going to happen through my MLM business. But a lot of them have happened through my human design business. For example, the other day we were, my husband was home from work and he was like, hey, let's go look at pools. Well, a pool has been on my future board for a while and things just weren't clicking and it didn't feel right. And I was exhausted on this day and I was like, all right, let's go look at pools. So we went to a pool place and I walked in, or excuse me, let me back up. We're backing out of the driveway and I was like, we're going, we're going to buy a pool. And it just was this thought that came over me. And I was like, what the heck? Why would you think that? You're just tired, Aaron. Have some more coffee or whatever. We get there. We walk in. And my eyes immediately drawn to it's a swim spa. It's actually not a like a custom pool, which was what we were thinking we were going to do. But it's a swim spa. So I can get back into swimming. Fun little fact. When I was in middle school, I was actually on a swim team. And so a swim spa has the jets that you swim against. So you're swimming kind of laps, but you're swimming in place. So that's pretty cool. It has a rower on it. It is basically a giant hot tub with Bluetooth capability with, you know, being able to swim against the current and also um, being able to row in it, which I think is so cool. Cause my husband literally the other day was just talking about getting a rowing machine and we walked in and I knew it immediately. And so as I was crossing some of this stuff off of my future board, I, I, I couldn't believe it because when, when we set goals, when we have things that we want to achieve in our life, in our relationships, in our work, sometimes we think that, okay, well, it's going to happen this way. 
And what I've learned through my human design chart is uh, to chase the emotions because I'm a non-specific manifester. And all these years I've spent trying to be a specific manifester. So when somebody says, hey, where do you want to go on vacation? What does the resort look like or the Airbnb? You know, what are the kids doing? What are you wearing? I could never picture those things. And so as soon as I let go and said, these are the things that I want to feel. And I didn't worry about the specifics. I, I found myself crossing off all of these things on my future board, but it wasn't how I thought it was going to happen. Because I do believe that the universe does know what's best for us. The divine knows what is best for us. And so when I am manifesting in a non-specific way I'm saying this is how I want to feel and the universe brings what's going to make me feel that way and so definitely was not how I thought it would happen um, but I'm really grateful so I was crossing all those things off and one of the one of the things that really stopped me in my tracks last night in full transparency um, it is a picture of the logo for the misfits and at the time when I put that up there I really thought that I was going to be somebody that could help change MLM I really really thought that and now I look back and I'm going oh god it's it's you have the right energy you are a beautiful human you care about other people it's not you it's the formula it's the business model it is it is designed for people to fail People have to fail in MLM in order for people to reach the top. And then you have this influx of new people. That's why recruiting is such a pushed thing in any company because they have to replace the people that are constantly cycling out. So at the time when I had this misfits picture on my on my future board, I was like, okay, I'm going to be somebody that can help change, you know, how network marketing, how MLM is looked at and this and that. And it hit me like a ton of bricks last night. I'm crossing this thing off going, oh my God, this was my incarnation cross in human design. And for those of you that have known me for a while, maybe you've listened to a couple of podcasts that I've done on human design. Mine is the cross of defiance. And so all this time, from the time I was a kid, where I was asking my parents, well, why? Why does it have to be like that? Or I was the one that was kind of pushing the envelope, or I was the rebellious, I seemed rebellious as a teenager. And then I am kind of going against the grain with, you know, after being in MLM for so long and all of this stuff, it is literally what I am designed to do because the cross of defiance is all about literally stepping out of line and showing people there's a different way to do things. So for some of you that have followed me for a long time and have followed me through the six different companies, this probably makes a lot of sense because I have always wanted to do things a little bit different. Not that I wasn't coachable, whatever that term means in MLM. I think that that really is just are you going to do what I want you to do kind of thing? Um, but it made sense. And as I was crossing that off my future board, I was like, oh my God, here, all this time I thought that that was really about me doing MLM different. And really what it's about was stepping into my purpose, which is what an incarnation cross is, 
within your human design chart. It points you in the direction of what you're supposed to do. And some of you are going to have a, an incarnation cross that's all about moving yourself forward. Some of you, it's going to be about moving your circle forward. And some of you, it is about moving the collective forward. And so mine is for the collective. And uh, what's really interesting about this is that in my chart, my throat center is open and your throat center is all about speaking and manifesting. And when I look at the gates, the numbers that are within the human design chart in my throat center, it's basically me speaking up for the collective, which makes sense with my incarnation cross, which makes sense with it being with my throat center being open and being a non-specific manifester and like all of these things, I have to be very, very careful. So I'm not manifesting what somebody else thinks that I should be manifesting. So it's just kind of cool putting all of the pieces together. And that was a really big moment last night when I was crossing off this misfits picture going, oh my God, I had no idea that this is what I was doing, but this is what I was doing. And this is what I am supposed to do. And today, uh, as I was working on two new human design uh, reports, my, I, I took a nap and I woke up and my husband brought me some Starbucks and I was like, thanks, babe. <laughs> and he said, so what are you going to do now? And I said, well, I'm going to work on a couple human design reports. And he stopped me and he said, do you still like doing it? And I said, yeah, I get really excited because I learn. I learn about other people, you know, and it's just really cool because I know what kind of takeaways people are going to have because I know what kind of takeaways I had when I was learning about me and how I work and how I should make decisions in alignment and being a non-specific manifester and the root center being totally open and how I'm sensitive to other people, you know, and their sense of emergency with treating, you know, we got to get this done. And I'm like, yeah, we got to get this done. Wait a second. That's not my energy. That's yours. I'm going to go take a nap or do whatever. So I don't know. I just thought that was a really cool moment. There's been a lot of healing that I've definitely focused on. And I've talked about this a lot since last January. It kind of started when I got COVID in, I think it was February. I was doing 75 hard. I was running myself into a gr into the ground. I just got back from an event. Um, I remember I could barely breathe. And I was walking around exercising in my in my uh, in my house because I couldn't go outside and I had to do an inside workout and uh, I look back and I'm like God what was I trying to prove and that was really kind of what kicked off my my healing journey and because of that I I know who I am and I I, I know what I bring to the table and uh, there's this quote that I saw that I saw on Instagram I have to share this with you guys and it was by Tupac. Y'all know how much I love Tupac and rap in general. But he said, don't get me wrong, and I might misquote this, but don't get me wrong. I want everybody to eat, but not everybody needs to eat at my table. And I think that that is the epitome of healing. I think that that is the epitome of boundaries for an empath. I think that that is an epitome of the last year and a half for me. I think that there are many of you that are starting that journey in that journey or you're towards the end of that journey and you're starting to kind of see the light for yourself. And I think the way that I want to end this is that I remember so many years ago when I was when I was grinding, when I was hustling, when I was trying to do all these parties and I was trying to do all of this stuff and I was, 
you know, I was spending less and less time with my family and I was working more because the successful are doing more. So I got to do more because I've got to provide and I have goals and ugh, makes me sick to my stomach thinking about it. And my husband told me, Aaron, you are your brightest star. And I never understood what he meant. And now through all of this, through this beautiful journey with all of the challenges, with all of the ups and the downs and, you know, the sad moments and the tears and the wanting to scream at the top of my lungs and the victories and the bliss and the, you know, conversations with friends and all of the messages that you guys send me that, you know, are encouraging me to keep going and, oh, now I understand If there is anything that you get out of this podcast, I need you to understand that you don't need necessarily a mentor. You don't necessarily need a guru. Everything that you have is already within you. And if you'll just stop and pause and pay attention and listen and learn your human design, if you feel called to do that. You're going to understand how you operate. You're going to understand how to make decisions within alignment of yourself. And you're going to stop looking at everybody else and their systems. And you're going to look into you and ask yourself how you feel. What is it that you want to do? What feels right to you? And hopefully it will inspire you to take the naps without the guilt. To clear your calendar when you feel like it to pack your calendar when you feel like it, to build a business that you want. A legitimate business, not a contracted 1099 employee. A business. It's one of the things that I think is the coolest thing is I'm not sharing the income with anybody else. And by the way, I'm just going to say this, and this is coming from a place of love. If you look at any sales model, that is not MLM. And it's, it's, you know, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at these flip-flops right now, right? So let's just say that I sell flip-flops. And I have all these other people that work for me, work for our company that sell flip-flops. The people that sell the flip-flops earn the highest commission in a traditional sales model. They earn the highest commission because they're the one that is closing the deal. They're the ones that are selling the flip-flops. And maybe when sales quotas happen or records are made, you know, management earns a little bit of a bonus and that's cool. But in MLM, it's actually reversed. It's actually upside down. The person that is closing the deal earns a little tiny bit of commission. Whereas if you look at the compensation plans across the board, I'd be, I would venture to say, the people that are above them are earning more income than the person closing the deal off of the sale. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So look at what you're doing. Your gut is probably screaming. Clear your calendar. Take the naps. Make the decisions that are in alignment with you. If you'd like to get your human design report, I would love to help you with that. You get an 8 to 10 page report. You get an hour-long video. It's roughly about an hour. Sometimes it's more than that. If you want to schedule a one-on-one with me and we can go through your chart, I do that too. 
The link will be in the show notes. It's on all of my social media pages. I'm super easy to get a hold of. And if this resonates with you, share it out. Share it with a friend. Put it in your stories. You don't even have to tag me. It's not about that. This is about healing. This is about helping people become aligned with themselves. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. If you feel inclined to leave me a review, that would be awesome. And uh, I just appreciate you guys listening to my story and and embracing my vulnerability. And uh, I can't wait to have conversations with you guys about this moving forward. So I hope you have an awesome day and I will see you on the next podcast. Bye, everybody.